to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, March 27th, 2019. I am Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, depending on when people listen to this, I may or may not either A, be in the air on my way to New York, or B, already in New York. So this is exciting. That also means, though, for the next week, um, our schedule is going to be a little weird, um, probably coming to you later in the morning because... Uh, after shows, by the time I get back to my hotel, the chances of us being able to record that late are slim. So we'll probably be doing, be doing it in the morning. So be checking your feeds for today on Broadway between 8, 830, sometime around there, maybe nine o'clock if things get get wonky. But uh, we'll be later. But I will have some actual firsthand information from the city that never sleeps to uh, make up for the delayed posting times. Our apologies to our friends in Australia. Good day. Good day. Um, okay, James, before we get to the news, if I said to you, who are the two people in the world that you would like least to be named to the board of the Kennedy Center? Who might two of those people be, James? Oh, wow. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Hasselhoff. Oh, how dare you? Oh, well, you know. I- how about how about um, noted? um Nut job John Voigt and uh, additionally crazy guy with the worst dad jokes in the world, Mike Huckabee. How about them? Well, yeah. he's got the worst daughter in the world. I mean, I'm not getting into that one. But anyway, yes, oh, um, well. <laughs> those two are apparently going to be named to the board, uh, the board of trustees of the John F. Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts. The one redeeming thing about it is. Apparently, Daryl Roth is also going to be named to the board. Of course, we won't mention the fact that Daryl's husband was one of the 27 Steves on uh, President Trump's advisory economic advisory council that had to disband because everybody was boycotting the companies whose CEOs were part of that uh, that board. But apparently, Trump is going to name Voight, Huckabee, and Daryl Roth to the board. Um, yay for Daryl. Sad for everything else. Hmm. All right. So first up in the news, Second Stage announces the 2019-2020 season, including three, count them, three Broadway shows. Yes, they did, James. And three big announcements in one day. Super exciting. Let's start with those three shows that the company will have playing their Broadway house, the Helen Hayes Theater. Then we'll get to the off-Broadway stuff. Let's start on Broadway this fall, beginning on September 19th. Second stage will present the New York premiere of Pulitzer Prize and Tony winner Tracy Letts' Linda Vista, directed by Dexter Bullard. The play takes a brutally comedic look at Wheeler, a 50-year-old divorcee in the throes of a midlife spiral. The next Broadway show will be Bess Wall's Grand Horizons, directed by Lee Silverman. Beginning on December 20th, in the show, Bill and Nancy have spent 50 full years as husband and wife. But just as they settle comfortably into their new home in Grand Horizons, a retirement community, the unthinkable happens. Nancy suddenly wants out. Dun, dun, dun. And the final Broadway show uh, that was announced yesterday is a revival. This one of Richard Greenberg's Tony winning play, Take Me Out. This time will be directed by Scott Ellis, and the show begins performances on March 31st of 2020. And if you're unfamiliar, tells the story of Darren Lemming, a baseball star not 
for who does not play for the New York Yankees, but might as well play for the New York Yankees, who comes out of the closet. Groundbreaking back in the day. I believe Daniel Sunjata uh, was in it, yeah. um, but super exciting. Um, then the off-Broadway show. Did Joe Mantello direct that too, I believe? Uh, that sounds really familiar. I think Why, so. Go on and I'll look that up. Okay, I think he did. The off-Broadway shows in second stage of season will feature the world premiere of Will Eno's The Underlying Chris, beginning on October 29th, and Our Dear Dead Drug Lord by Alexis Shear. This show is a co-production between Second Stage and WP Theater, whom we'll talk about more here in a little bit, bit, and will begin performances on September 11th. This show is about a gang of teenagers who gathers in an abandoned treehouse to summon the ghost of Pablo Escobar. Of course they do. (laughs) Um, James, this sounds like a great season. I I think Second Stage does incredible work, and I'm excited to see them doing some new plays and a really groundbreaking revival on Broadway this year. Um, It also means we have no three more shows for the 2019-2020 season, and that makes that season so much more real. I mean, we're really only... I mean, a month and a half away from the start of the 2019-2020 season officially when the Tony, not even, about a month, um, because that's when the Tony eligibility deadline is. So that's super, super exciting. So what did you find out on the IBDB? Uh, the IBDB says that uh, Joe Mantello was the director and Trip Coleman was the associate director. Wow. Who knew? Yeah. So know. IBDB knew. And uh, the thing that's really interesting about uh, Second Stage's announcement here is that on the first night of previews, they'll tell us who's in the cast. <laughs> Only about seven hours before Curtain actually happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I'm sure they won't do that after they did that with the Musical Mondays. But, you know, I mean, it, it would be interesting. It would be uh, an interesting way to sell tickets. Hey, how about, you know, Take Me Out? Why don't they do a, a gender-reversed uh, Take Me Out? Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. I yeah, they, I like they, it. T- they totally should do that. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, Disney announces the creative team behind the upcoming Princess Bride musical. Yes, they did, James. This show has been in the works forever, all the way back <laughs> to 2000. In fact, uh, Adam Gettle apparently got the furthest with it, but the powers that be apparently didn't like the score, or maybe it was his Twitter comments. Um, so they changed directions there. Um, Well, yesterday, first reported by Broadway.News as part of a story about how Disney picks what to adapt into a musical, they confirmed – it was then confirmed by Disney to everybody else that Tony winner David Yazbek will write the score to the Princess Bride musical, while Bob Martin and Rick Ellis will co-write the book. Originally, Disney planned on having William Goldman, who wrote the original novel and screenplay for The Princess Bride, adapt the show for the stage, but sadly he passed away last November. James, to me, if you were picking a musical that demanded, nay, cried out to be a musical, there would be very few that would make more sense than The Princess Bride. So between the source materials and this creative team, it will likely be an incredible show. However, I do not envy anybody who has to try to fill Mandy Patinkin's shoes Yes, as Inigo Montoya. Uh, one, just filling Mandy Patinkin's shoes in anything is a hard task. But as Inigo Montoya? Eh, come on. But, okay, James, I'm going to take a bit of a left turn when it comes to this story. Um, and I don't say this because I have any issues with Yazbek, Ellis, or Martin writing this show. As I have said for years on this, ep- on this program, 
I am a fan of each of them individually, and I'm sure collectively they will be marvelous. But I first saw uh, my friend Casey Mink from Backstage tweet something very similar, and then I retweeted um, something from uh, – and maybe you can help me with the pronunciations if you know this person – Roberta Mayaya Perriera, who is the producing director at Playwrights Realm and Jennifer Tepper's book editor. She said in her tweet, quote, Hey, at Disney Broadway, you hosted at Women of Broadway, but when will you actually hire some women to work on Broadway? Bonus points if they are WOC women of color. Um, so, James, I did a little research because I thought off the top of my head, well, we've had Julie Taymor. We had Jennifer Lee and Kristen Anderson Lopez for Frozen. How many more were there? So I went through and including a few things that kind of predated Disney theatrical as we know it, two things called total abandon in 83 and largely in New York in 89. Um, I'm counting those, um, but they, but they're not really part of what we know as the, as, as Disney theatrical, but they've had 14 things on Broadway, um, including a concert short, like one week run of something called King David. But anyway, yeah. of those 14 shows, two had books written by women by themselves Another two had women who co-wrote books, one with, as a group of three and another as a group of two. Uh, in terms of score, only Kristen Anderson Lopez, who co-wrote it with her husband, Bobby, um, has has written a score. They've had two female directors and one female choreographer. You would think that eight women, not all of them doing the jobs on their own, out of 14 shows um, – you know, you can think about the big names like Tamor and and uh, Kristen Anderson Lopez. Um, so that makes you think that maybe Disney has a better track record than some of the other producers and, and uh, companies on Broadway. But really, when you look at the, the numbers, it really is pretty startling, especially because the vast majority of the shows that they put on stage are about women. Hmm. That is uh, you can't lie to the numbers. You know, uh, step it up, Disney. It's time. I think that uh Totes. I, I think that this is a really good point that uh well, let's try her name again. Roberta Maya Piera. Pieria? Okay. Pieria? Yeah. But it's I tried to look it up. Maya. I didn't couldn't Maya's find any. Name. Yeah. yeah, I tried to find interviews, video interviews with her and I couldn't find any. So I apologize for the mispronunciation, but I thought it was important enough to get yeah. uh, her tweet out there. And this is uh you know, Disney can lead. Lead Disney lead. I mean, so much of the conversation about really the revitalization of Broadway starts one with, and I can't believe I'm saying this, Rudy Giuliani cleaning up Times Square, but also the revitalization of the theater area specifically due to Beauty and the Beast. So Disney really has led. Tommy Schumacher is now the president of the Broadway League. Um, or whatever his title, I think that's yeah. what his title is. Um, so they should be leading and this should be something that they consciously do. I, like I said, I, who doesn't love Yaz, David Yazbek and, and Rick Ellis, who has worked here. Ellis obviously worked with um, Disney before with Peter and the star catcher. And then Bob Martin, I, I, there are a few people that I identify with more uh, than man in chair, but you know, at some point you, you are Disney. You are a company that has built an empire, for the most part, telling stories about heroines, princesses, um, and and fe strong female characters. There should be, in a, and I hate to say this as you know, a dude. You know, this isn't my. It's all of our fight, but I don't want to, you know, 
co-opt this and try to make this a thing that I'm saying because it is said so much more eloquently by so many females. But it is something that I would expect Disney and Tommy Schumacher to consider um, moving forward. Now, if they have a female direct this, that's awesome. But I, I, I think they need to make wholesale changes to how they approach who gets the opportunities to adapt their works. I think it's uh, really important that uh, white men like you and me lend support, you know? Totally. We are the infrastructure. Your support put us into battle, put me in coach, I'm ready to play, and can you paint with all the colors of the wind? Can you? <laughs> another another great princess story that Disney uh, has made a ton of money on. All right. What do we have in other news? Well, James, for what seems like the fifth time in just the three years that we've been doing today on Broadway, Variety reported yesterday that TriStar Pictures has purchased the rights to Damon Runyon's Runyon Land gangster short stories and the Joe Swirling, Abe Burroughs, and Frank Lesser musical Guys and Dolls that came from those short stories. Now, we've heard this before, including at one point, uh, Frozen director Michael Grandage was announced to direct it, and then another time they were talking about Channing Tatum and Joseph Gordon-Levitt starring in it. So we'll see if this actually happens here, James. But I love Guys and Dolls, so I'm all for it, and there is a big-time studio apparently behind it now. So, good. Next, we also learned yesterday that the band's visit star, Georgia Budd, will star in the upcoming world premiere of the musical adaptation of August Rush to play Chicago. He will play the title character's long-lost father, which was played by Jonathan Reese Myers in the film. Interestingly, uh, in the movie, the character's last name was Conley. Uh, on stage, it will be Chapman. So I don't know if that change is really necessary or not, but I found it interesting. Anyway, the two boys sharing the title role of Evan Taylor slash August Rush, same person, not like a dual identity thing. Um, these two gentlemen, these two young men will be uh, alternating. They will be Jack McCarthy and Huxley Westmeyer. Performances begin in Chicago on April 24th. So considering that's less than a month away, I imagine that we will find out who will be playing the Carrie Russell and Robin Williams roles fairly soon as well. And finally, as mentioned earlier, in addition to their collaboration with Second Stage, yesterday WP Theater announced the co-world premiere with Baltimore's Center Stage Theater of Danetta Lavinia Gray's Where We Stand to be directed by Tamilla Woodard. The show will run from February 1st through March 1st of 2020. If you would like information on this or any of the stories in today's show, please check out the show notes at broadwayradio.com. So let's uh, flip back to Guys and Dolls and TriStar Pictures. Mm -hmm. uh, when I, I read that, I thought to myself, TriStar's still in business? <laughs> and okay. so I looked up, you know, uh, it used to be a very, very powerful uh, film, mm -hmm. producer, uh, film studio. Uh, and I'm looking at the last um, 20 or 25 projects that they've had uh in the recent years, and I, 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 I don't recognize anything. Elysium, One Direction, This Is Us, Pompeii, Heaven Is For Real, Mom's Night Out, When the Game Stands Tall, Ricky and the Flash, The Lady in the Van, Money Monster, Billy Lynn's Long, long Halftime Walk. I, a lot <laughs> of these, a lot of these, James, are prestige films like. Um, uh, Ricky and the Flash was that one, that Meryl Streep thing where she played uh, an old rocker. Ben Platt was in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and uh, absolutely, I totally understand that. But Guys and Dolls, big, huge, you know, flashy thing. It's not It's not an indie flick. 
That's it, true. It's not an art that's house true. film. You know? <laughs> no, that that's very true. Although I think they saw with Baby Driver a couple years ago that they can do these musical things are really, um, really powerful. And they did that one really well. They did Ricky and the Flash, which had some music in it as well, which I thought was really good. Um, you know, so I, uh, you know, I, I'm up for them kind of doing stuff. I don't know that they've ever done huge, huge movies. They've always been kind of into smaller stuff, I think. So it is interesting that they're the ones to do it, but, um, you know, they're owned by Sony. So it's not yeah. like they're completely, you know, a, uh, their own independent film company. They're a Sony company. Yeah. So, so we'll see, but I'm all for it. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you will want to uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt through my 17 show and one concert eight day trip to New York. Got a lot planned. So uh, follow along there and uh, keep up with me. And if you happen to be in town, hit me up and say hi. And maybe we'll run into each other at some point in the city that never sleeps. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Wednesday with us. Matt, get on the plane. Hurry, quick. You're going to be, you know, stand in line at TSA. (laughs) TSA. And uh, Matt and I will be back and talk with you later on Thursday morning.